so often when people start homeschooling, the very first question they ask is, how do I choose a curriculum? And I understand that it's something that's on your mind when you're thinking about homeschooling, but it's not the place to start. It's not the very first place to start when you are planning your homeschool. So what I'd like for you to do today is put your credit card away and listen to this video first, find out the steps you need to take, and then we can buy some curriculum. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill. I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 27 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, I know when we're thinking about homeschooling, the very first question is, how do I choose a curriculum? Where do I get the materials that I need to homeschool? Because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to make this stuff up out of thin air. It's a very valid question. And maybe you've been homeschooling this year and you're starting to think about next year and you're like, ew, the curriculum we had this year was kind of womp womp. So I really want to do a better job next year of choosing curriculum. How do I go about doing this? Because sometimes what we end up with when we first start homeschooling, we quickly realize, yeah, yeah, maybe we need a better choice. Okay, so let's talk about the steps we need to take when it comes to finding a good curriculum that is going to fit us. So the very first thing that we need to think about is not thinking about curriculum. I want you to take a step back, and there are actually like three other things I want you to think about before you begin to contemplate which curriculum you're going to buy. So put your credit card away for the moment. And the first thing I want you to consider is, what is your vision for education? Like, what does education mean to you? What does learning mean to you? And this could be something you've never really thought about before. It could be that your kids were always in public school and for whatever reason you took them out of public school, but you have no problem with the way that they were being educated. And so you may just want to continue doing what was being done in public school. It's completely valid. It's completely okay. Some others of you may have taken your kids out of school and you may say, you know what? I just really think there's something more. My my children were not thriving in that atmosphere. And I think something different could be done. The way that learning is approached, the way I want my home to feel like, I don't want it to feel like school. And so you have a different view or a different vision of what education can look like. And so it's fun to do a little research. Um, it's fun to look around and look at different homeschooling methods. And it's really fun to think about what do I want education to be in my home? And I think that's one of the first questions we ask ourselves before we start thinking about what do I want to buy? Because if the stuff you end up buying doesn't make you happy and help you reach that vision that you have, then it's going to end up being money that you feel like you've wasted. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, goals. So what does this particular child need right now? And I am going to be talking a lot about goals over the next few months because I feel like goals are so vital. And so often we just think about, well, I've got a third grader next year, so I need that third grade thing. There is no third grade thing. There is what this child happens to need right now. And grades don't really matter. Sometimes grades can give you an idea, you know, but really, what does that child need at the moment? The child doesn't need a math book with the three on it if 
they haven't mastered the stuff in the math book with the two on it. So instead of saying, what grade level does my child need? You ask yourself, what have they mastered and what do they need to master next? And that helps you figure out where they need to go. And then the final thing you want to consider is what are the things that you want to study next year? Because you know what? You don't have to study what the public school down the street is studying. I can just about guarantee you that none of the schools in our area offer an astronomy class in high school. And we did astronomy in high school. That was exactly something that we did because it was something that my daughter wanted to do. And so just because the schools in your area do it doesn't mean you have to do it. And so you can you can study ancient Far East history if you want to. You can study the culture and literature of Africa or South America if you want to. You don't have to do the same old things that everyone else is doing. So thinking about what are the things we want to study, you can do that. Now, don't get all upset if it says like your high schooler has to have world history. Well, I'm pretty sure that ancient Far East history is world history. And so it just ends up being a world history credit on the transcript. So don't get wrapped up in knots about that. So those are all things that you should think about before you say, what is it? that I want to buy, which leads me to kind of my next thing I want to talk about. And what are the curriculum options available for homeschooling? And I think a lot of us are familiar with this idea of school in a box where we buy, you know, the seventh grade curriculum or the fourth grade curriculum. And there are a few different options that we could choose, but basically everything comes in the one big box. And I tell you, that's really convenient. There's a lot of convenience there. I also tell you, it doesn't always fit your child. It doesn't meet them where they have needs. And so sometimes your child who is really uh, fine with the materials in that box for math is not so fine with the materials in that box for language arts. And the other thing that I'm not fond of when it comes to these boxes is they want to be comprehensive. And so they put everything in the box. But you don't always have to do everything that's in the box. But then if you don't do all the things that are in the box, you feel like you're not getting your money's worth for the box. So I am a much bigger fan myself of picking and choosing curriculum and kind of putting together my own course of study, my own resources for what it is we're going to do. And so I personally tend to shy away from the boxes. And that way, if my child needs a little more advanced mathematics, I can get that maybe their writing is not quite as up to snuff. I can get that. We can take a year and a half to go through a reading program. And when we need the next reading program, we'll buy it. I don't have materials sitting over here that I'm feeling compelled to use. And I'm making my child miserable in order to use them. So picking and choosing resources is another way to do it. And I think a little easier to tailor for the needs of your family. Okay, so then the final question you might have was like, okay, you've given me a lot of stuff to think about, but how do I really go about doing it? And I think when it comes to choosing curriculum, I cannot stress enough the need to look at samples. Now, fortunately, you can do that online these days. You can go and and look at all of the samples you need. You can even download some of those samples. And a lot of curriculum providers will give you enough of a uh, sample of that curriculum that you could actually do it in your home for a few weeks. You could say, hey, kids, we're going to do a fun unit on such and such and actually try it out in your house for a week or so to see if it's something 
that really is going to work with your style and that you're going to like. Going to a homeschool convention and actually flipping through the samples there and talking to the curriculum provider, which is my second thing. Even if you can't go talk to them in person, so many of them offer situations like a toll-free number that you can call or you can email and you can talk to the curriculum developer or a family member. A lot of times they'll have homeschool families that have used the curriculum who are working on their staff who will answer any questions for you and help you with things like placement and what do I do if I have a child who's gifted and needs more or if I have a child who struggles and needs less. They will help you adapt that curriculum. So whether in person or via the phone or internet, definitely talk to those curriculum providers. And then talk to other homeschool moms and get the good and the bad about a curriculum. Just because you're getting, you know, well, we didn't like this curriculum. Listen to their reasons, because it very well could be that something that they didn't like about the curriculum is going to be something that's a deal breaker for you with the particular curriculum. And so that's where you take all of those little bits and pieces of what we liked and didn't like with a grain of salt, kind of, you know, weigh them all out, put them all on a little chart, look back and forth and and say, "Mm, this is a curriculum that I'm really going to like. So I don't want you to give too much weight to the advice you give online, but I don't want you to skip it either, because a lot of times that advice can help you make a good decision. Just don't let it stop you from getting something that really might be good for your family just because it didn't work for one or two other families. So take that one with a grain of salt. And then finally, I'm going to really, really suggest that you look for curriculum providers who provide some kind of money back guarantee. Let me try it for a few days in my home. Let me do the first unit or two with my kids. And then if it's not working for me, I can send it back and get my money back. And there are a lot of great curriculum providers that do that as well. So hopefully this was helpful to you, some different ways to choose curriculum and find the right things that you need to use in your homeschool that's going to make your life easier, going to make you and your kids happier, and which is a whole other podcast topic I could talk about. (laughs) Maybe I need to come back and do choosing curriculum part two, but hopefully this was helpful to you. I'm going to be back again next week to talk all about the summer break and your homeschool. There are a number of different things we need to talk about when it comes to summer break, and we're going to cover all of them next week. Until then, keep on homeschooling. 